This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Did you know that less than 2% of the population has red hair? Less than 2% with red hair. I thought that was kind of amazing. You'd think you'd see more than that. It's interesting to me that you don't find red-haired people crying foul discrimination, change the world to revolve around me. But maybe that'll come next. What would we call that? What would you call it? What kind of istic would you put on the people that don't like red-haired people? Is there uh, some type of discrimination it goes on against uh, red-haired people. I don't know. Not that I'm aware of. I think somehow the 2% with red hair are able to just fit in just fine, amazingly. Nobody seems to make an issue out of it. Must be nice, I guess. I was out on the trail this morning, Sunday morning, got up and uh, drank a monster. I know some of you don't approve. This is a monster sugar-free, by the way, if it matters to those of you that are overly concerned about my health. It is one of my uh, indulgence Every time I mention it, people say, it's Monster. And I'm not an advocate of Monster, by the way. I'd probably horrible for you. It's got awful expensive. I'd drop like, you know, 100 bucks at a shot on a couple cases of the stuff. I put it out in the garage. And uh, it is. It's one of my, I like a little carbonation, and it's got a little bit of caffeine. Not a ton of caffeine. It's a misconception, at least not the one I drink. And there's no sugar in it. So I don't think I abuse them. So I think it's okay. Anyway, I had I had a monster, and a, it was just a beautiful morning. Probably about forty five degrees, clear skies, nice and sunny. The ice and uh, the and the frost was melting off, and I thought, you know what, it's time to get out on the trail. And so I saddled up, and I actually wore my hokas. You know, I, I pretty much gone full Merrill for my foot gear. Uh, I'm a size fifteen. And I've got an odd foot, to say the least. And so not much fits me well. And even if it does, you know, like uh, I would love to get a pair of Solomons, but uh, you just can't get them. They're not available in my size. And so Merrill has the most available and just come to like them. But anyway, I have a couple pair of Hoka's. I put on these Hoka sneakers. Those things are a beaut. I was like hitting a stride, man, just kicking it out there. Cool wind in my face. And uh, I really was. I was just stretching my hips and and getting a good long gait. I was talking, you know, I'm like 6'5". I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's like, you know, yeah, when you start walking, man, that long legs of yours, man, take get a good stride going. And uh, even when I hiked to Valley Forge with my son two years ago now, 14 miles down to Washington headquarters, great trip. And uh, my son was in phenomenal shape. And... Uh, and uh, he said, you know, Dad, you know, it's uh, hard keeping up with you at times. I wouldn't slow down for nothing. He'd have to stop to, to pee or something like that. And, like, you're going to have to run to catch up. I don't stop. I'm not stopping for anybody. Go. <laughs> Just a hammer, you know. But anyway, I had a nice time out there. I, I snapped a little picture down by the creek. The trail runs down along the creek. And I snapped a picture. I sent it to my son. And uh, he'll be coming home soon. He said, I can't wait to see it. Maybe I'll take him down there. We'll go down for a little hike and relax a little bit. You know I'm looking forward to this trip. But, you know, I I just want to say this. Uh, It's not just um, 
whatever entertainment value. There's a, there's a big health aspect to getting outside and walking. Huge. And when I say walking, I don't mean walking like you're waddling through the grocery store. I mean like getting out and, and pushing it a little bit, getting a little groove on, getting you know, getting your heart pumping a little bit. I think it's way underrated. You know, people they want to go, they want to go do hit and hat and hiss and hass and whatever the latest craze is. Just go walk quickly. You, you want to add to the, uh, you don't even really need to, but uh, put a pack on, carry a little weight with you. I have these, um, they're actually uh, uh, leg weights that I can throw in a pack. I don't do that stuff too much anymore. Maybe I will coming up. I think I'm going to get into it a little more, a little bit more of the hiking, get out there and, you know, go drop five, six miles. You can do it at any age. It's fine. It's good for your hips. It's good for your knees and your ankles, unlike running and, and some of these other things. You don't have to stop. Go do it. It's good for you. And being outside, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it just it changes everything. You got to do it. You got to do it for your own health and for your own sanity. You need to get outside. Go. Like my mother said, turn off that boob tube. Go do something constructive. Get outside. Go get some exercise. <laughs> what I got to keep telling you this for some of you. Are like, what are you telling me for? I was out there before you. Good for you. Anyway, so I come back. And I thought this picture was kind of funny. I'll just explain it to you. You know, I think maybe I've told you the way our house is set up. We have his and her garages. It's very nice, believe me. Of all the things you could pick to have his and hers, it's really nice to have separate. I got my garage. She has her garage. And believe me, well, I was, I was kind of joking the other night. I was talking to a buddy of mine. I said, yeah, you know, hers is a mess. Mine's a mess, too. It's just my mess. <laughs> That's different. Her, her mess is frustrating. My mess is nothing wrong with it. My mess kind of evolves with the seasons. Like right now, we're finishing up fall cleanup, and you know, I got the, everything from the edging tool to the 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 uh, hedge clippers to the weed whacker, and the mowers are still in there, and everything's still in the garage. I'm going to move that down to the shed, and we'll do the winter switch out. So we got kind of you know doubled up a little bit, and stuff is out, and I got I got to do the fall cleanup. But anyway. You come into my garage, and I think it's fairly obvious that it's a guy's garage. And it's not like I got pinups in there or something like that because I don't. Uh, but, uh, you know, you can tell. There's not, not a lot of just regular, you know, family stuff in there. Tools and you know, digging bar and dumbbells and a weight bench and, you know, all the gloves and survival gear and hatchets and machete and I think I got like six axes in there you know it's uh, air rifles in there all this different stuff I don't need to tell you everything in the garage right and uh, but anyway did you know that uh, one of my things I want to get done this week I want to get started on wrapping my Christmas presents and sure enough they're tucked up on the top shelf there I had it I had two cases of of uh, of wrapping paper and and a whole rack of tape and I was all set, ready to go. I thought this was really fantastic. I felt like Martha Stewart for a minute. I really did. Just out there in the garage wrapping my little presents to my little heart content. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing that it's the beginning of December. Usually I'm doing this, you know, Christmas morning. <laughs> Everybody else is still waking up. I'm kidding around. But anyway, it's nice to be on top of it. And I'm looking forward to Christmas, obviously. So I get through all that. And uh, I'm going to fire up the old, uh, you know, brain bucket here, these computers. 
And what's one of the first stories that pops in my, my feed? A FedEx driver arrested in the kidnapping and killing of a seven-year-old girl who was taken right out of the driveway. And I look at the picture of this little blonde-haired girl, and I see a little girl very much like my own daughter. And I just, I wonder to myself, for the love of God, like you're delivering packages and you come across a, a girl and, and, and what the hell's going on? What do you call that? Uh, you know, evil, mental illness. I don't know. Bullet to the head. That's what, what the next step should be. She's found dead. I, I really don't even want to know the details. I don't know if I could stomach it. I don't ever want to talk about it again, quite frankly. And against my better judgment, I, I texted the link to my wife. Probably good that I did because she had already seen it. I don't know. Uh, who, whoever in the hell could uh, lay a hand on these young children and harm them deserves nothing less than a bullet to the head. Call me crazy. I don't care. Call me the, 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 he's the crazy old veteran. Boom, done. There's nothing further to discuss, really, as far as I'm concerned. Everybody's uh, has the right to be presumed innocent. Well, so be it. Go through your process and then a bullet to the head. Let's move on because it's just a story that takes me down a path that I really uh, don't want to go down. Let me actually move it out of my view. Maybe I can begin the process of moving on. I'm not sure why I felt the, the need to mention it. I guess it's too late now. It's just crazy. I, you know, I'm sure these things have always gone on, and um, you just shake your head asking yourself why, I guess, and, and how's it happen. And my wife said, you know, this is why you think I'm crazy about not wanting a daughter to be out in the yard by herself. People, kids getting snatched up like vultures picking off squirrels out of the yard, for God's sake. The hell's the world coming to? You know, what What? what uh, breakdown has occurred that this happened? Who is this guy? Where the hell did he come from? I want to know. I don't want to know. So the other big story that came out this weekend, I'm sure you heard about this, was Twitter revealing that the Hunter Biden laptop story was, in fact, suppressed at the request of the Biden campaign. Now, you know, trying to get the, the exact details on this story is about as clear as mud. I'm not really, and I didn't dig that far. What happened? Did it, was it fed out to the New York Post? Is that what's going on? A reporter from the New York Post was allowed to see the Twitter documents. Elon Musk said that there's much more coming. So Trump goes nuts with this. Do you understand what this means? Does everybody understand? I'm kind of talking like everybody understands the full story. There was a lap, uh, Hunter Biden, allegedly a, a laptop discovered that supposedly belonged to Hunter Biden that had, uh, you know, which may be uh, criminal activity on it involving prostitutes and drugs and uh, potentially information uh, about business dealings, emails and business records. And there was a gentleman who actually testified, none of the news networks except for Fox, what was his name, Baba Lucy or whatever, I forget that guy. He was a business partner, partner of Hunter Biden. 
um, came out and said, yeah, there, there was this this scheme going on and, and, and Biden knew about it. OK, this is all the, what's being alleged, the Hunter Biden laptop story. And it's a big deal because people say, hey, if that information had gotten out, maybe Biden would not have won. And it is a big deal. It's a huge deal. I have some bad news for you. Nobody cares. Trump is out. The storyline, Donald Trump calls for termination of the United States Constitution. He's fired up. Here's one of what he said. Unprecedented fraud requires an unprecedented cure. He's calling for a new election. Can you blame him? This is, I want to say this too. Let me add this in here. This is Biden, President Biden, on his official Twitter account, responding to Kanye West, okay? And let me tell you what he said. He said, I just want to make a few things clear. The Holocaust happened. Hitler was a demonic figure. And instead of giving it a platform, our political leaders should be calling out and rejecting anti-Semitism wherever it hides. He said, and this is the, the zinger. He says, silence is complicity. Well, get the hell out. Was Twitter complicit in, in an illegal scheme to, to falsely elect Joe Biden as president? Not only were they silent, they took proactive measures to silence the story. Isn't that amazing that he can sit there out of his filthy mouth and say that while this is going on on the other side? You're darn right silence is complicity. Why don't you tell us about the laptop there, Joe? Why don't you tell us about the money? Where does the millions of dollars come from? How does Biden explain all this money that's come into his family? Why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell us about the quid pro quo in in Ukraine? It's just amazing, the lies and what they get away with and what they do to Trump. I, I don't see any momentum behind Trump right now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm way off on this one, but I I have a bad, bad feeling. I really do. This whole thing, you know, Elon Musk goes for and spends billions of dollars to to buy Twitter and and expose these lies. It, It almost seems to me at this point that the whole reason that Elon did this, you know, he knew, I'm wondering now, the way this whole story is shaking out, this is just me pondering, all right? You know, Elon knew Jack Dorsey, and Jack Dorsey became uncomfortable with what was going on at Twitter. And I don't know, maybe maybe the child pornography on Hunter's laptop sent him over the edge. Maybe even Jack Dorsey has, a, has enough of a conscience that that was a line for him as well. I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. I'm just pondering. But if I wonder if it wasn't Jack Dorsey went to Elon and said, you know, look, we've got to do something. This is a out-of-control monster. What happened to Facebook, by the way? Nobody even talks about it. It's weird. I'm, I think the FBI pulled out the government portion of the F, the Facebook uh, uh, involvement. That whole test ended. That's what I think. It's almost like they, they want Facebook to have never have existed. No, it's meta now. Meta. Going to be gone. But anyway... Uh, Jack Dorsey, you know, maybe he reached a Twitter, reached out to Elon. Like, Man, you're the one kind of dude that you know could make this happen. We got to put a stop to this. 
And so he goes in and, and buys it, $40 billion or whatever, with Saudi money. And it seems like right now the whole thing, look, he's, he's taking huge hits. He's giving up all the ad revenue, practically bankrupting this brand-new $45 billion purchase. Why? He seems intent on revealing the truth. Amazing. Why? You have to ask. Why would he put himself in this position? You know, I'm not the world's biggest Elon Musk fan. I really don't know. Uh, but he's put a lot on the line to do this and continues to do it. It's just taking hit after hit. There really is a war going on, a war of wills for sure at the least. I want to talk about the Ukraine story, what's going on in Ukraine. I'm going to get to that. Don't worry. I'm leading up to it. Let me just move through a couple more quick things. Uh, scientist who worked at the Wuhan lab says that COVID was man-made. Nobody cares. Uh, it's crazy, right? This international scheme went on. I don't even want to get into it. I don't know what to believe. You know, if, if I'm reading um, what's going on correctly now, that we've become beholden to the pharmaceutical companies. And let me explain. They go out and they say, hey, the reason that we're having this problem is because people aren't getting vaccinated. And I'm saying, well, wait a minute. You know, the pandemic numbers are as high now as ever. Why aren't we shutting down and masking up and closing the schools, And right? Well, because we have a vaccine available. People choose not to take it. What can we do? But as long as it's available, we can stay open. So what that basically means to me is, as long as the drug companies are continue to feed the m- m- machine that they can have uh, vaccines available, whether people want them or use them or not, then you can keep your freedom. And this seems to be the influence that the, these pharmaceutical companies have bought. It's nuts when you think about it. And then this scientist who worked at the Wuhan lab said the COVID was man-made. I've talked to many people who said that. It's not a big deal. Man-made by who and why? These are very important questions. But you'll never see it. You'd be lucky to ever see an answer. And then listen to this story. You think you want to? You think cops have it so good? You want to defund the police? You want to blame the cops? You want to get in the, you know, the, the dirty coppers? You want to blame them for everything? Here's a here's a typical day at work. Man drags, listen to this, Virginia State Trooper, three miles he drug him at 115 miles an hour, traffic stop. Listen to me a second. Do you have any idea, if you've ever ridden a motorcycle, do you know what asphalt burns are to be drug three miles that's an eternity. At 115 miles an hour, was probably about 90 seconds of dragging at that speed, let alone, let alone, you know what happens if you strike something, a curb, uh, a cardboard box, for God's sake, at 115 miles an hour and blow your face off? Do you know that the cop had minor injuries only? <laughs> you imagine going to work the next day and telling that story? Get a load of this. Guy drug me. There's another guy. Bullet to the head. Done. 
I had no sympathy. Let's talk about Ukraine for a couple of minutes, shall we? Big deal, ongoing wars. This is the real thing, I think, one of the, one of the, the big disruptions that Trump bought, brought, that this idea of peace. They can't have it. There has to be a struggle somewhere. Has to be an ongoing war, continuing to test the weapons and and drawing. I don't know. That these warped minds. I had this this like vision a second. Just kind of. Let me see if I can share this vision with you in a way that you can capture and do this through the microphone. Just imagine that you have a bird's eye view, if you will, like from a drone. Maybe like uh, maybe like high enough that you can hear what's going on. I don't know. Maybe let's call it a hundred feet up in the air, like. You know, not at an airplane level, but that you can make out, you know, people's faces and things like that, and maybe even hear their voices a little bit. And you've got this this bird's eye perspective, and you're looking down on what's going on. You see this fighting, this killing, shooting, war, combat, grenades being launched, people on the receiving end of that, bombs exploding, bodies blown apart. You see this struggle, like in Ukraine. You watch this going on. And let's just say you, you were coming here as an alien. I forgot to mention that. It's your first time here. You're a human being from another world, and you come here, and you see that going on. And what would you say? You say, well, whoa, wow. That's horrific. Why, why are they doing that to each other? Ah, they're angry with each other. Why are they angry with each other? What, what, what's caused this anger and hostility? How do you even answer that question? Hmm, I don't know, years of built-up frustration. Well, don't they realize that if instead of spending all that energy to, to kill each other, that if they would just lay down their weapons and, and work together, that they could build a, a great life and a great future for themselves and, and for their children? Wow, imagine that. These are people from the same ethnicity, by the way, Ukrainians and Ukrainians and Russians, right? Why why is this happening? Nuts. And it happens all over the world all the time. But it doesn't have to happen. It's it's a failure of humankind. One thing I, I would say to you, I've always said about my time in combat, you see the best of men, the worst of humanity. It's really true. So the first thing I would point to, you know, you're talking about, uh, um, you know, failures of, of government and failures of politicians, that there's really no effort to even attempt to uh, create even an environment that would allow a peaceful uh, uh, conclusion to this or peace to come. Biden's terms for peace talks unacceptable, according to the Kremlin. Biden has said the only way we're going to have peace talks is if Russia pulls out. Well, so they make this ridiculous demand. That's that's like uh, Russia saying, "Okay, well, if if we'll have peace talks with you when the United States pulls its troops out of Europe, never going to happen." And so, in reality, what they're saying is, "We're not going to have peace talks." Listen to this. All this money, all this uh, military uh, firepower going over there, supposedly. Stephen Myers, a former member of the U.S. State Department State Advisory Committee on International Economic Policy, insisted 
There is little to prevent a field commander from diverting some of the equipment to buyers, a.k.a. the Russians, the Chinese, the Iranians, or whomever, while claiming the equipment and weapons were destroyed. Wow, right? Fascinating. The stories of of the criminal activity, and to think that, you know, more American weapons are going into places where they could likely uh, end up in the hands of Iranians and Chinese and Russia. It's almost laughable. It's like we're giving it away. Look at how much stuff was left in Afghanistan. And now we're dumping all this, just throwing all this gear out there in uh, in Ukraine. Not all of it's American, by the way, but uh, it's amazing, really. There's a story here I have in the show notes about this, uh, about how the Russians stole American missile technology. I think this was back in the 50s or 60s. Guy was a a German businessman. I think he had a a construction company. It wasn't doing so well. And and him and and some accomplice went and stole this missile off this uh, base in Germany or or somewhere in Europe and and brought it to the Russian and, and shipped it to the Russian embassy, labeled it car parts and shipped it to the Russians. True story. And the Russians ended up with this missile technology. You wonder how they did it? The big heist? They basically, you know, watched for the roving security, waited till there was a gap, took bolt cutters, cut through the fence, cut the lock off the door, walked in, took it, and walked out. Took it home, pulled it apart, put it in boxes, labeled it car parts, and sent it to Russia, and pocketed a couple of bucks. Ended up getting caught for that, by the way. Interesting, right? <clears throat> Moscow names uh, condition for resuming talks. What was the condition? Russia sees no possibility of, of resuming talks with Washington. Oh, this is on the um, uh, the nuclear arms reduction. So prior to the start of the war, listen to this. Well prior to the start of the war, the United States pulled out of talks Uh, regarding uh, nuclear arms reductions with Russia. Look at the things that the United States was doing, totally antagonistic this Biden administration. And the military-industrial complex had a lot to do with getting them reelected or getting them in office, whatever you want to call it. Put this bullet point together in your head for a second. You tell me who the aggressor is. The United States pulls out of the nuclear talks with Russia in 2021, the United States begins sending massive amounts of weapons to Ukraine, a neighboring country and former territory of Russia. Who's the aggressor in all that? Now, another $1.2 billion in air defense systems. $1.2 billion in air defense systems being sent to Ukraine. Is that like the ones that hit Poland? Or is this a replacement so that that doesn't happen again? Russia, meanwhile, is the first time I've seen this, and I don't know why I didn't get a bunch of outrage here, Russia warns of huge risks of sliding into nuclear war. They're only going to take so much. They're only going to take so much. No updates on, on power outages and, and what's going on in Ukraine. Fascinating stuff, really. How much, how much of what's going on in Ukraine is legitimate? How much of it is fake? How much of it is just uh, purely... Um, political propaganda that's meant to put money in people's pockets. It's really unbelievable when you think about it. And they've got so much broad support for it when people don't even know. 
Talk about transparency. There's zero. They're like, oh, we're gonna we're sending forty five billion in aid to Ukraine. Oh, okay. Does anybody even know what that's for? Where's this money going? You have to ask yourself with the problems that we have here, let alone a war that nobody can really explain. That the actions of the United States are not peaceful not in in working towards any kind of a peaceful outcome. What is really going on? I don't know, but it just seems to be that it continues to push on. I don't know, but maybe the doomsdayers are wrong. A lot of the news reports, they said, oh, everything's good. The economy's rosy. Inflation's back down. People are spending. Jobs are up, and everything's just glory, glory, glory. I guess not if you're living in Ukraine now, is it? Amazing, really. All right, that's it for today. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Hey, remember what I said. Get outside. Get yourself moving a little bit. You'll feel better for it. I hope to see you tomorrow. Make it a great day.